Love Talk Radio. Well, welcome to our show, and we hope to be joined by Dr. Ray shortly. This is a Thousand Moms Talk. I'm Dave Baylog. Um, I am the information officer for a Thousand Moms, building community support for LGBTQ youth in foster and adoptive care. And um, today we're going to do something different. And um, just because we're we're in the midst of of an ongoing, never-ending, um, difficult situation, and and um, we know folks can get their information um, on the virus elsewhere. Uh, we'll just remind you that um, simple CDC uh, guidelines say wash your hands as often as possible before, after meals, and uh, stay at home, and uh, don't touch your face, don't touch your, your mouth, don't touch your eyes, and um, hopefully somehow miraculously we'll get through this but we um we want to uh look back a little bit at um some music that we enjoyed and why and look forward to to better times so let's begin Bill Haley and his comet. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. Put your flat rags on.
welcome to our show. And uh, Dr. Ray, are you on the line? I am. How are you, David? Oh, I'm I'm okay. I, I got through with the 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 briefest of details about the pandemic. I can't believe it. But anyway, uh, let's have some uh, some fun. And that was Bill Haley and the Comets. And this is Dr. Ray working um, the the maven of, of media in in the in the Albany Tri Cities area and around the world. Um, but Ray, you're on hiatus from uh, from Homo Radio, and like yeah, everything else, station, station is uh, locked up tight and uh, just up on the hill here all, the hill all here. along. Can't go out. Have to have my meal set down in front of the door. I feel like I'm in prison. Yeah, I I just got out today, but there's not. It's it's getting to me. It's. Uh, I mean, um, oh boy! But let's talk about music, and and that was, um, as I said, Bill Haley, and his comments. I believe is the official name of the group. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I tried to do my research. And Ray, um, I love the rock and roll era. Uh, see the 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 music of the '60s, which really uh, began in the late '50s and and spread into the early '70s. To me, was just the best, the best music, the uh, uh, the finest uh, lyrics, and uh, the most creative. And uh, so, what I wanted to do, as we discussed, you and I discussed, was uh, Take a break, have some fun. I used to listen to this broadcast when um, I would uh, finish a really busy week, and on the weekends I would sort of in, indulge in this music. Um, and um, uh, so, what I wanted to do is sort of recreate or steal the idea of a show that I used to listen to, Dick Bartley's uh, American Gold show, where he really played the music and talked about it, talked about the times. And um, uh, I always, uh, so let's have a little talk about Bill Haley's, Bill Haley and his comments and Rock Around the Clock. And um, Ray, that was 1953 when it was first released. And some say it is the first uh, unofficial rock song rock and roll song. Um, uh, tell me what, uh, I mean, I've got factoids after factoids here, but, um, you know, uh, it, it's a bouncy tune, and it, it was it, it was really a la landmark for breaking through the, you know, the the songs of the uh, big band era, the, the how much is that doggy in the window type of music. Um, you know, the Bing Crosby, the Frank Sinatra. It was a new generation. It was it was a message. It was it had a beat. So, uh, Ray, what are your thoughts about Bill Haley and the comets and or or what kind of car would he be driving? And wasn't there a connection to American Graffiti, the the, the iconic movie? And there's so much we can talk to. What what do you want to talk about? 
Well, from a really strictly personal standpoint, and I'm very good at remembering very early memories. My mom always was amazed. It's the first song that I can remember. Um, I was born in 48, so I was four or five, depending on when it came out. So it has a personal connection to me, but you're right. It was prominently featured in uh, American Graffiti, which came out in 1973, and I can remember taking a course in uh, at that particular, t- particular time, and we had to write a paper. And one of the movies you could write a paper on in deep, uh, uh, <laughs> real depth about in terms of society was American Graffiti. And the the, the advertising materials were plastered with Where Were You in 62? Because that's the, you know, yeah. the time that... American Graffiti Portrait. The other show that came out in 1974 that you're, I'm sure you're also familiar with is Happy Days. And they're Happy opening Days. Happy Days opening yeah. songs. And, and, you know, the the credits, not the credits, but the opening of the show was had this song prominently uh, featured and they were dancing away. It was sort of the, the national anthem, you know, of of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Well, this particular show I used to listen to, the American Gold. They um, they had a marvelous show uh, on the the eve of uh, the millennium, the new millennium, and 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 the, they spent like the first hour sort of searching for well, what was the original rock and roll song, and and you know there there were uh, the uh, the black groups had uh, like 60 Minute Man. I remember. Uh, uh, I believe that was the, Cro- the the Orioles, and then they had the Crows. Um, uh, it had a, sh- a show, uh, a song. I believe it was Rocket Man. I, that might not be correct, but um, there were, uh, you know, uh, the reason that Ro- uh, Bill Haley and the Comets and and uh, Rock Around the Clock gets the nod in some in, in instances is because it top, there, there were three separate charts that were um, that measured popularity of songs back then, and uh, his uh, led in all three charts. Um, and I, I uh, I'm looking for the um, the name of the charts, but basically. Uh, there were things such as how many plays a song got on a jukebox. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, best sellers in stores, most played by disc jockeys, and most played on jukeboxes. And so uh, Rock Around the Clock led the way there in, in all three. And um, Ray, I was uh, um, thinking of, of um, you know, we're calling this uh, uh, Dr. Ray's rock, rock and uh, well, you know it better than me. Dr. Ray's rock oh. and re- revival and and um, uh, well, you know, yeah. So I, so I did not include. Well, the, the, your show is always a car themed show. And I thought I would ask you what 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 would have been the popular car 
of, of that time. And I, I can think of my uncle's 57 Chevy, um, which was a, a, a big, powerful car. <laughs> you get lost in it. Um, what, 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 was the, what was going on with the cars around that time? What were people driving? Well, I'm impl- impressed with your choice of the 57 Chevy because that is probably uh, the ultimate icon of that era. But to tie it back to um, Bill Haley and his comments or in the comments, I've heard it referred to both ways. It would definitely be the 57, 53 rather, Mercury. And uh, okay. that appeared in Rebel Without a Cause. And they chopped the tops, which meant the windows became very, very thin. And I, I'm not exactly sure and as a body person how that it was before my time but uh anybody familiar with rebel without a cause will remember that 1953 car and that was the car that was you know the coolest thing on the road and that's the one that uh you know uh james stark the character that james dean played in the movie um they played chicken and went to the edge of the the cliff and the other guy that he's racing against his jacket gets caught on the on the door handle and he goes over the the uh cliff and perishes and James Stark has to go home and Jim Back is is there with his wife and he's on in a in an apron and he has milk and it's so much it just drips with symbolism and then and, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Stark wants yeah. wants Jim Back is his father to be a man and he cries and he's on his hands and the mother's talking about her sleeping pills, which is another uh, you know, thing at the time, they pills, pills, and more mm-hmm. pills. It was just my favorite scene, and this car, and my favorite movie, and this car was such a part of it, and it was right there with uh, Bill Haley and the Comets, because that was the year that the, the car came out. Yeah, and what a great movie, American Graffiti. I I, I just can't say enough of it, uh, enough about it. I think if you didn't even know the music, you would be drawn to this movie because it's uh it's almost like a stream of consciousness it's a these kids on a ride they're going away to school and and what's what you know it just touches on the times the climate it's a small california town right Ray? um oh yeah and do you remember i gotta ask you and, and i'm interrupting but i want to myself so badly do you remember the night before you went away to college uh not particularly no no, I, I mean, I remember the experience and the, um, the strangeness of it all and the fear, um, but I, I, I don't particularly remember the night, no. But the theme is all is, is all around going away to college and whether the character played by um, Ronnie Howard is going to actually get away from this sleepy little town and actually becomes an insurance man like his dad. Or is he gonna on that get on that great big plane and go out into the great big world? And I, that just engulfed me. I mean, what better theme than uh, <laughs> could you have to explore than that? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. How are you gonna uh, separate or or leave the past and go forward? I mean, that that they're they're sort of on that last night. They're they're revisiting their past and, and um, it was like one last night out and um, all, all sorts of characters, even Wolfman Jack, who was my, one of my icons, <laughs> is, is, uh, was plays a role. Any better scene, 
any better scene ever if you're a fan of Wolfman Jack than when you realize that the fact that he, you know, he's not in this big studio he's on the far side of town in a radio tower, which I can so identify with, and the ice cream is melting, and he invites, uh, you know, the character to come in and uh, and have some of the ice cream because it's melting away. And he still buys this legend of Wolfman Jack, like being around the planet. And there he is broadcasting from, you know, out in Hula or wherever <laughs> in a little California town. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like a Wizard of Oz figure. Um, yeah, he's good enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, well, uh, Wolfman Jack later uh, came to New York City and had a show on WNBC. And um, it was always interesting to hear him. Um, uh, he really was what he was in the movie, this this uh, uh, sort of, how can I say, paternal figure who's uh, – uh, just having a blast, playing the songs, uh, making jokes, giving advice. And um, so uh, that was, uh, uh, that movie is just timeless. I, I, I just think, uh, um, and what's the song, Ray, they play at the end of the closing credits? Um. Uh, I'll well, tell you why I'm confused because the precursor of of the movie was actually a, a uh, vignette or a uh, a segment of Love American Style, which I think you probably remember. And the title of it yeah. was of that episode was the little cloud that cried. And when we don't do our mute our uh, music marathons, it's always a uh, show uh, a song that's requested, and it's so sad. And uh, I so I'm tempted to say. That that was it, but I, I don't think I'm right. But that's what ended. Uh, com- that's what I, I, it, could it be? It's it's coming to to me. Uh, it was a Beach Boys song, and and some of the lyrics are all summer long. We we oh oh absolutely. When they rolled the credits, I I am losing it. And they have used that unusual technique of of putting the script on of what happened to the people, and you find out who died in Vietnam, and you cry. Um, yes, yeah. uh, all su- it's all summer long, David. I- I'm sorry, all- but I am right long. about the yeah. there. It was all summer long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That wonderful Beach well, Boy sound. Yeah, and we're gonna get to that, but we- we're um, hopefully in an- in another broadcast. But this, I want to move on because I've never really tested out how uh, to do a, re- a music show. So I'm, I don't want to. Uh, play our final song and, and be running out of time off the air. <laughs> so I, I want to move on um, because this is kind of a, a f- fascinating transition for me. Um, we, uh, in, in 19, well, this is kind of um, what I gleaned from uh, this show, American Gold, was uh, that um, – you know, by uh, by 1964, uh, the rock, the uh, rock and roll had sort of flattened out. The, the, it, it, people said it lost its original intent. There were um, uh, on the charts, 
well, there were foreign language songs, like Ki was the name, uh, uh, The Singing Nun, I think, that was by uh, Sister Dominique. If I, if yeah, about who took her own life later. There was a story there is in that song. <laughs> oh, my. And... Um, and then uh, there was a, a, another foreign language song that was popular, Timey Kangaroo Downsport, um, by an a unfortunate uh, um, a singer whose name forget, I forget, but he was uh, a, a really uh, bad uh, child molester, and uh, a lot of stations won't play that song anymore. Um, and then they had soupy ballads like Paul and Paula. Um, and um, so all of which is setting the stage for 1964 in February, I believe it was February 4th, 1964, the Beatles arrive in America and they, they appear on the Ed Sullivan show. And boy, that was a much-needed uh, British invasion. Uh, they, their music was, uh, as some, as a friend of mine who really knows music says, well, they're, the Beatles are timeless. The Beatles are forever. And um, I, uh, I still find it amazing. There are some people who, 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 who don't appreciate the Beatles or who don't, you know, it doesn't move them very much. But I particularly like the early Beatles um, just because uh, – they were silly love songs, as Paul McCartney later wrote, and John John Lennon sort of criticized them. Um, you know, the Beatles evolved certainly, but boy, those those early songs brought me back to a a time. I was I was only seven years old, but you know, to hear this coming out of your little transistor radio was uh, amazing. And then to see them on the Ed Sullivan show, I mean. You know, this is after Kennedy's death, which was, uh, you, you know, couldn't have been a, a, a that just traumatized the nation and and paralyzed us all, and it was such a shock. Um, I think we needed the Beatles in 1964. Ray, do you remember the Ed Sullivan show? Appearance? Oh, I, I remember. I remember it all. So many associated memories uh, there. You know, as you, you so accurately mentioned, it was such a small number of days from November 22nd, 1963, until February 4th. The country needed a jump start. And I've taken a lot of courses on, uh, you know, 20th century history, and well, three or four. And every single one of the professors said that the 60s actually ended in 1963. And it was the Beatles that started uh, the new decade. So that's you know, 60, 61, 62, 60. You know, we were four years kind of in a holding pattern before the Beatles changed things. And uh, nobody was, you know, really ready for it. I mean, Ed Sullivan was such a staid person and savvy, of course, to think of putting, um, a, you know, a live group at that point on the show. But I can remember being at my grandma and grandpa Weir's at age 15. And, I mean, we were used to going out there and watching – Eventually, my favorite Martian, Dennis the Menace, Lassie, and the Ed Sullivan Show. And boy, oh boy, the world stopped. And that Monday, when we came back into world history class, <laughs> we had a relatively young, quite a young teacher. It was probably his third year of teaching. And he just went on a rant. 
what kind of music is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep repeating the oh. same word and the same syllable over and over. And look who has yeah. all the way into, you know, uh, success beyond belief. And it what you know, yeah. our musicologist Simon Smith is out there with you about the kind about the music. I mean, initially it's it's very basic. It's it's um, you know bubblegum music, and then it evolves into something else. But a lot of people are like you. They they like those sweet you know innocent um, repeated word songs that uh, that came out back in the, in sixty three, sixty four rather. Yeah. So I've chosen chosen a song. To play, uh, it's kind of, uh, I guess you would call it early Beatles, but it's uh, kind of uh, on their transition to um, uh, their their middle age <laughs> work and Rubber Soul and uh, um, and so this this song um, is uh, a real favorite of mine. Um, and let's play it. We'll come back and talk about it. This is. Things we said today. You say you will love me if I have to go. You'll be thinking of me. Somehow I will know. Someday when I'm lonely, wishing you weren't so far away. a kind girl seems so hard to find Someday when we're dreaming deep in love not a lot to say then we will remember things we said today Me I'm just the lucky kind Love to hear you say that love is love and though we may be blind Love is here to stay and that's enough to make you my girl Be the only one Love me all the time, girl We'll go on and on Someday when we're dreaming Deep in love, not a lot to say Then we will remember Things we said today Me, I'm just a lucky kind Love to hear you say that love is love Though we may be blind Love is here to stay And that's enough to make you mine, girl Be the only one Love me all the time, girl We'll go Then we will remember things we said today. Well, from 1964, that's when it was released. I had the date wrong. That is uh, things we said today 
by the Beatles, uh, lovely Paul McCartney and John Lennon song, and um, just has a, a calming effect on me always. And uh, Ray, we we gotta move on to our our final song because it's a doozy, um, and it, it'll take some time. But I, I just want to conclude. '64 uh, was the for me the iconic New York World's Fair, the New York City World's Fair, which was uh, uh, just a, an I, I I learned so much at such an early age about different people. The world came to New York City. And um, I was fortunate to live nearby, and we went. We must have gone ten times. And um, and uh, Randy, I'm sure you got to the World's Fair at some point. Oh yes, several times in '64 and '65. Yeah. And of course, it was all in April '64. The Mustang debuted, and that was all part of that. Um, the other oh, thing I want to oh. quickly say in a sentence about you know the the Beatles and uh, and that song. It was I, I was in love with my first boyfriend, and I I remember the gentr- gentrification they called it. You were looking at a show, and you had males who had clearly effeminate haircuts, and they, although they were dressed very well, there was definitely that moving over where a guy didn't have to be this masculine person. And of course, you know we talked about uh, gay things so many times on this show because that's the nature of it, and flustered um, up. LGBTQ plus foster adoptive care, but did it affect you too when you looked at the screen, especially as time went on and then the British invasion continued and the guys got more and more outrageously long hair um, yeah. and, and their behavior? Did it affect you and did you say, wow, that's that's me? I did. Well, I you know, I never thought of it that way, and but absolutely, yeah, I, I, did, uh, I did identify with that. I mean, I've never... I've never even thought of it that way, but uh, yeah, they were different. They were appealing to me, and uh, they did not have the, in a way that the, the, you know, the other groups or the Elvises, the, the Beach Boys could never have appealed. They were, uh, I think you hit the mark there, Ray. Uh, um, but we uh, listen. We have such a, a, a tour de force to close the show. I want to play it. Uh, to make sure we get it in, and then let's come back and and discuss it, Ray, because uh, it okay. is um, you probably know what I'm talking about. But this is this is from 1972, and it's kind of a summation of the rock and roll era, and um, it's become one of my favorite songs. And um, it's Bye Bye American Pie. Um, and by, uh, well, American Pie is the song, and um, by Don McLean, and it's a long one. Have a listen, and we'll come back and give us, give you our thoughts. From 1972. A long, long time ago, I can still remember that music used to make me smile And I knew if I had my chance That I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a while 
But February made me shiver With every paper I deliver Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried When I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep inside today The music died So bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry And then good old boys Were drinking whiskey and rye Singing this'll be the day that I die This'll be the day that I
through. I, I, <laughs> we have all of well, three minutes to to discuss this, but um, the day the music died is 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 that is one of the few of the many references that I got. Um, uh, the day the music died was uh, February third, nineteen fifty nine, uh, when Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper were killed in a plane crash in Clear Lake, Iowa, after a concert. Uh, so uh, McLean wrote the song from his memories of the event, um, dedicated it to Buddy Holly. And just some of the images I'll run through that I, I had to look up. Um, <laughs> but uh, Don McLean uh, became uh, instantly famous for that song, and he, uh, 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 w which actually was not good for his, his uh, uh, his songwriting and his his mental health. He he just was not used to the fame and publicity. But just some of the images. Um, uh, um, the sergeant played a marching tune from uh, refers to the Beatles Sergeant Pepper album. Um, uh, then uh, the woman at the end. I met a girl who sang the blues, Janis Joplin. Um, the jester is probably Bob Dylan, refers to him wearing a coat borrowed from James, James Dean and being on the sidelines in the cast. Well, uh, Dylan wore a red jacket similar to James Dean, and, um, um, and he was in a cast for a year after an accident, sort of uh, styling himself like, uh, uh, like James Dean. And... Uh, uh, just so much. A voice that came from you and me could refer to the folk style that Don McLean sings. And the line, and while the king was looking down, the jester stole his thorny crown, could be about how Bob Dylan uh, took Elvis Presley's pa place as the number one performer. Uh, the number one, uh, just on and on and on, eight miles high and falling fast, likely a reference to the Beatles. Uh, Ray, what what are your thoughts? So, well, don't forget the widowed bride, uh, Jackie Kennedy. I I remember teaching that that uh, the lyrics. Oh yeah. That, you know. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, you you probably have much more to say than I do, and maybe we can. Oh God. I mean, we, we gotta do a whole show spend... on this one because it's deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a, a and and McLean when he wrote it or or in an interview later he said well. You know, I had all these thoughts, and I just said, well, I'm going to put them down, and people can figure them out. And for 50 years later, that's still what we're doing, uh, figuring it out. But it is so um, – uh, such a uh, – uh, almost a reporting on, on, the, on the rock and roll era and, and such graphic images. And, Ray, if you taught a course on that, you can you – can, uh, you can. We had you well, can it's a sort of a punctuation mark in in history, you know. Uh, and and I the last few days, in a sentence, um, I keep thinking of this. You know, the day the music died, something's dying right now, and this music just keeps that song runs through my head. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, you know, I, I I remember hearing it when it came out in '72 and. It confused me, frustrated me. I didn't, you know, I, I felt like I was just not on the in. And um, 
uh, that was <laughs> with everything, you know? I felt like I was uh, on the outside, but it's funny how over time I've, I've uh, come to appreciate the song, and uh, it is a classic. It's, a, it's just a landmark moment in uh, cultural history and our lives. And um, so, Ray, we have uh, reached the point of no return on this show, but um, I hope, I think we can do this again. And um, I want to thank everybody. And, and again, please be safe. Follow the guidelines. They're very serious. And um, visit our website. Buy a book. We need the help. Uh, books on your health, on stress, 